I mean, it was just crazy because we came really close to sending that deposit because we really wanted the place. And again, we were, it was slim pickings. We were down to the nitty gritty of what our options were. And so we thought this is perfect. We really want to lock it in. Welcome to En Route, the Power of Travel podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron. And in this episode, we are going to talk to you about how in almost nine years, we almost fell for a housing scam for the first time. Plus, we're going to share some tips with you and how you can save money while you're finding your own housing. This episode is actually going to be a lot of fun because these past couple weeks have been nuts, to say the least, but fun, but interesting. And after nine years, we've learned a lot about the travel industry, which is really crazy that you're just always learning new things and we teach this stuff. Well, and I think that's what was so crazy is that we consider ourselves like housing quote unquote experts and like we teach on this and you know, we've been, like Aaron said, we've been traveling for nine years. We've always found our own housing. We always encourage people to find their own housing and we have taught about scams specifically with housing because unfortunately that is something that's out there and that does happen. And so the fact that we almost, like we were literally a transaction away from falling This guy was good though. This This guy was good. He was good. He was good. And so we want to, because it happened to us nine years in, we wanted to walk you guys through what happened and give you some tips and things to think about so that it doesn't happen to you. And then we ended up finding a great place and a couple of things that we did ended up saving us a, a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And so we wanna share that with you uh, to help it make to help make it easier for you when you're finding your next housing. Yeah, and I wanted to say too, just to preface, um, this is basically, obviously, we're talking for healthcare travelers who are traveling around finding their own housing every three to six months. But I think some of the tips that we're going to say as well are also good for just world travelers. Because I was thinking about it when we traveled overseas and found our own Airbnb in Thailand and Bali and all those different places. These are just things to look out for. When Um, you're looking for a shorter term stay that's not a hotel, right? This isn't to stay in a hotel. This is like Airbnb or you're renting somebody else's place and it can translate to traveling abroad or traveling in the States for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm glad you pointed that out, Bobo. Whoa. Okay. But before we get into the episode, we want to tell you about this week's supporter. It is once again our own <laughs> traveler school. <laughs> we are not shy. No. But <laughs> We're humble. Just basically off of this episode, how I just said in the beginning that, you know, after nine years, we almost got scammed. We were one transaction away from getting scammed. And also, we learned about three or four new things that we never knew in the travel industry nine years in. So this field is always growing, always progressing. So having that solid base foundation of what you need to know to jump into traveling is super helpful. Yeah, what I love about the course is that it's a one-stop shop. So it gives you all the tools, all the resources, all the knowledge, all the support, everything you need 
to set yourself up for success financially, your mindset, getting prepared, getting your first job, everything that you need to know. We walk you through the process. It's all in one place. We cover everything from pay to negotiations to housing. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to avoid scams. add an update to that module. Uh, resumes, interviews, and everything in between. So if you are interested in learning more about our online course, head over to kimandarang.com forward slash t-school and it'll walk you through exactly what you can expect with the course and give you the payment plan options and all the things yep we'll see you over there okay so starting from the beginning i think what's crazy is i think we talked about it in the last episode i'm not too sure if not then we'll do it now if so i apologize but Basically, Kim and I left St. Louis and we were heading for this week or two of fun of exploring Colorado, seeing if we might want to buy an investment property or check out Durango as a place to settle down. Halfway into that trip, we realized, what are we doing? We need to find a contract. We called our recruiter and the hunt began. Well, and and why? Because our bags that we're creating got delayed again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we thought by the spring we would be able to start traveling again and that borders would be open and you can travel people are traveling but it's not the way we want to travel and so we thought we are going to be in a different place now and clearly we're not there so we are like okay we're going to go to florida now instead of being there for a month maybe two it's going to be three maybe four for while we wait for our bags to come while we wait for the world to start opening up again and so we're just going to be there spending a shit ton of money twiddling our thumbs and trying to figure out what to do so we were like okay let's take a contract and by we i mean aaron take a contract because i just did the last one so you were up well that possibly could change here shortly as well which is even crazier breaking news we'll get into that later but We are going back and forth between, and we talked about this, we did talk about this on the last episode, so we are going back and forth between Santa Barbara, so Santa Barbara came up, and this is what we're going to get into with the housing scam, because it happened in Santa Barbara, Mm -hmm. but we did a complete, well, I guess it wasn't a 180, because like Santa Barbara and Well, we didn't even know about Palm Springs on the last episode. That came up when we were in Flagstaff. Okay. So we were thinking Santa Barbara. It seemed like a great gig. The thing that happened with Santa Barbara was we love the area. We've been for a long weekend. We're obsessed. Um, I was actually very excited to be off living in Santa Barbara at the beach. I was not mad at that. But the contract itself wasn't great. It was very low paying. And when I say low paying, it was still a great gig. Like it wasn't low. It was what, 19 Yeah, 19 something. something. But... For the area, it the housing is so expensive. It's such a crazy expensive place to live. It didn't balance itself out at all. Well, was, not, not only that, I know a traveler that was there that was giving me the inside to this job. This job was not even open. He was leaving in March. He said, yo, we're looking for a traveler. You should come in here. And I was like, okay, cool. So they created the position. It's he, We work for the same company. So I knew the bill rate. So then when they came back, they said that they're going to try to go for a base bill rate and they lowered it $400 a month a from week. or a week, a week. So 1200 a month from what they were offering the traveler that's already there. Right. 
So with that being said, I was like, that just seems. And we were like, are we being like ridiculous right now? It's Santa Barbara. It's still good pay. But when we looked into the housing and all the things, like, it just seemed so expensive. We weren't going to be able to save very much. And again, you have to look at what your goals are, where you are. Like, what is this contract for? And for us, yes, we wanted to live in a cool place, but we're also in a place of creating a new business and setting up to go travel. And so we want to save as much as possible. Like, if we're going to go back to work, because again, we thought we were done. Mm to go back, it's got to be worth it, right? Mm -hmm. And so kind of weighing it all out, something never clicked. We could never pull the trigger. It was like, yeah, we really want to go. But then something always kind of held us back from just going for it. And so you have to listen to that because it clearly wasn't the right thing for us. So we kept going back and forth and back and forth. And then out of the blue, you're on the phone with our recruiter talking about Santa Barbara Okay. And he's like, hey, why have you on the phone? All this job in Palm Springs just popped up and it's a shit ton of money. Yeah. And we were like, and he was like, and it sounds really cool clinically as well. Yeah. And so that just came out of absolutely nowhere. And then, long story short, Aaron gets on the interview and it, and we're literally, we just got done with a hike in Sedona. Okay. This is like travel like to a T. We didn't even get done. Oh, okay. This, this explains like, traveling to a T. Okay? Just how things happen so quickly. We're always redirected and things happen fast. We almost need like an intro. Lifestyle of a traveler. We should. (laughs) Yeah. So we were hiking. Mm -hmm. Mid-hike. Well, and who was bitching the whole time? You. Me. Why? Because he was like, oh, I don't have service. And what if Palm Springs calls and I'm out here in the middle of nowhere? And what if I miss the interview? And I'm like, babe, we're in Sedona. We got to go out and enjoy it. It's a beautiful day. If it's meant to be, it will be, you know, whatever. Like She was very Sedona at I the time. I was. Because I just like wanted to be out in the Red Rocks and like enjoy the time. We had been stressed out. We were going back and forth. And I just wanted like some space. So we're on the trail. We're heading back. And sure enough, Guess who calls? But I had gotten service at the point, and we were still a mile from the end of the trail, and my phone notifies, and it says, Miss Call, and it said, Palm Springs. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me, because what do we always teach in traveler school, in our group, everything? You want to pick up the phone. You want to pick up the phone, because they're just moving on. Yep. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, so he's like, damn it. So he's like growling at me, and then literally takes off. I took off running. (laughs) Running at top speeds to get back to the car. And this wasn't an easy trail. Which, yeah, and I told him, just go in the bushes and, like, call. But I didn't want it to break up. I didn't want to be like, Yeah. So he he runs back to the car. I finally catch up to him, and it had gone to her voicemail. So, like, he didn't even get to talk to her. And he was like, me, me, me. Like, all like just I missed the opportunity. Yeah, and I was like, I'm sorry, babe. Like, obviously, this you thought this might happen. And, you know, I'm sorry. I made us go hiking. It was a beautiful trail. It was. Yes. So long story. I keep saying this. Long story short. We're driving. We leave the trail. We're driving back to Flagstaff. And she calls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he literally... Pulls over on the side of the road. A two-lane road, narrow, with, like, no side 
rails or whatever. No. And, like, makes I was like, get me, out. Yeah, he, like, opened the car and, like, pushed me out. And, like, I had to tuck and roll into, a, like, a cactus. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? So I'm standing on the side of the road. He's doing the interview. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, looking at him through the glass, like, trying to read him. And he's, like, giving me a thumbs up. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, like I was, I was actually giving you a don't come back. Oh, I thought it was. A yeah, I know. It was hard to wrong read. finger. It was hard to read. <laughs> so the job itself sounded awesome. So not only was the money incredible, but he Aaron was going to be able to teach and help build a department, which is where you thrive, what you love to do. So the job felt exciting. Mm-hmm. Which again, if we're going to go back to work, it's got to be worth it for it's us at this point. Yep. Like we're supposed to be traveling and building a business and all the things like we didn't think we were supposed to, or we didn't think we were taking a contract right. two weeks ago. Right. So anyways, we took the job, Aaron took the job and now we're in Palm Springs. Yeah. And we're here till May. <laughs> we're at here least. till May. We just moved into our new house yesterday or two, Monday, two days ago. Two mm-hmm. days ago. And so we'll get into that of a couple of things that we did to help lower the costs because Palm Springs is another very expensive place when Mm -hmm. it comes to housing. And we're here with little opportunities. Yeah. With limited options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the journey of how we got here. And here we are. And I think, you know, I, I wrote a post the other day about it and I just thought, you know, what it's such a beautiful thing we have as travelers, right? Like such an opportunity to be flexible, to have that kind of freedom, to be like to our recruiter, like, peace out, Mason. Like, see you never. It's been real. See you never, man. Like, we were like out. We were like, we're going on our trip. We're all the things. And then literally like a week later, we're like, just kidding. What do you got for us? Like, or no, because you got the job thing from Santa Barbara. So Mm -hmm. you're like, just kidding. Like, there's this job, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, let's figure this out. Like, let's get, you know, and it's like within a, within a week you had a job and we were heading to California, like things can happen so quickly Mm -hmm. where you can just pick up Mm -hmm. and make money when you need to. Mm -hmm. And I think, and we know it, we're only here for three months. Right. So I think one of the biggest things that, you know, we always talk about this is once we get word of a possibility of a contract that sounds good in the description, we might not have had an interview yet. Um, but we get the pay package, we get a brief description of what the job looks like, we instantly start looking for housing because that is a lot of times the deciding factor. Even though it might sound good clinically, the pay might be good, it might be a horrible time finding housing or the housing might be through the roof or we might have to be commuting over an hour, which I am not about at all. Um, this has happened one time in, uh, around UCLA area. It was like so expensive. The pay was really good. But when you looked at the distance that I would have to live from the hospital to be there for call, that money of, for housing for a one, one was through the roof. It was ridiculous and there wasn't a lot available. So we turned down the contract. Yeah. Cause that's, again, it depends on you know, what your focus is for the contract. If you just want to go live somewhere cool and you're like, I don't care if I don't save very much money. I just want to have this experience. That's a totally different decision. But for us, we wanted to save money. So I think it was like $2,500 a week, which is a great pay package. But then the housing was like $4,500 a month or so, you know, it was just like, yeah, you're, it's still good money. But at the end of the day, damn. But on top of that, just to find that housing, it said we looked up on Google Maps just to check because of that area. And we were going to live seven miles away from the hospital. And it was going to take me around 50 something minutes to get to and from the hospital. Yeah. 
one way. Yeah. So that was over. And I don't like to be commuting that long. That's just my personal choice. If you don't care, then fantastic. Yeah. So there's a lot of moving pieces. And, you know, when you're trying to decide if a contract is right for you or not. So when we're finding housing, and, and we want to talk about this real quick before we actually get into the housing scam, is that when you're looking for housing, my number one thing, like my number one tip is use the traveling community first. Mm-hmm. Like re- like the power of the travel community is insane because we're all in the same boat. And so a lot of times when you're like, hey, does anybody have any housing leads in Santa Barbara or wherever, there's travelers who have been there before you. And so they can point you in the right direction. And that's honestly how we found a lot of housing. Mm-hmm. And so using the Facebook groups, the travel Facebook groups, using Instagram, reaching out to your fellow travelers, that's always where I start, 100%. And so that's actually what we did in Santa Barbara uh, before the housing scam. Mm-hmm. But, but it actually I, came from one of those groups. The housing scam did, yeah. yeah. But um, I reached out and uh, one of our traveler school students, she lived in Santa Barbara and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be leaving. You should move into my place. And anyway, she was trying to make it work and she gave us so many great tips and advice and it didn't end up working out. No, she even put us on the phone with her landlord. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. It didn't end up working out, but it was like, we get these like little leads lead yeah exactly these leads so always do that first mm-hmm. all the facebook groups yeah no major shout out to the community you guys came in big for us and that was like really really awesome because we had i think at one time five leads for yep. santa barbara it dwindled down to one really quickly yep. um we had the housing possible scam and then one other one that we were taking over someone's lease yep um and that one. So we had those two possible. And even the Palm Springs. Another traveler school student. Shout out to our filthy animal. Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> he. We booked. He's like, hey, I was in Palm Springs. This is a great Airbnb. I really liked it. Here, Here's our information. Our landlord was cool. Yeah. We booked it. We actually booked it. I was like, this is And celebrated. Awesome. We celebrated. It was such a good deal. We're like, this is amazing. And then she messaged me the next day that she was actually selling the place and had to cancel our booking. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. But anyways, power of community. Use it. It's invaluable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get into the housing scam. Okay, you start because you are our housing genius and you started you started reaching out. I can just be the enforcer. Okay. So here's the thing, Santa Barbara, super expensive, okay? Uh it's a mar- it's a it's a I don't want to say a tough market because a lot of places are and you can usually find housing. Well, according to our company, it's a tough market because yeah. even even our cuz a lot of times another tip that we've said, I think we talked about this in our St. Louis episode, is the the thing that saved us was we reached out to our company and we were like, hey, we're going to find our own housing. But if you were going to put us up in housing, what apartment buildings would you guys use? And they sent us a list of four apartment buildings and we just basically went to every single one of them and checked them off and found yeah. the right one. When I asked him that for Santa Barbara, he said, oh, um, that's the one where we have to think outside the box and we've actually built uh, rapport with Airbnb hosts and that's how we have to go about you know finding housing and it's usually not within the santa barbara area it's outside yeah so i was like wow okay that's crazy and again the reason we want to share this story with you guys is because we want to share insight and things that you can think about and the reason why we want to share this story with you guys is because 
again, if it can happen to us, it can happen to anybody. And so we want to share to give you insight and things to think about when you're looking for your own housing. Because unfortunately, this happens. There are tons of housing scams out there. And as travelers, especially when you're going into a market like a Santa Barbara or a San Mm -hmm. Francisco or a Palm Springs, like there's this sense of urgency because it's a competitive market, it's an expensive market, things are going quickly. And so when you're across the country, it's like, and you're wanting to lock something in because you're like, oh, this is perfect, I wanna lock it in. There's that sense of like wanting to do it quickly and and to not miss out. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we ran into trouble in this particular listing because we were like, wow, this looks amazing, we wanna lock this bad boy in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I did is I obviously reached out into all the groups and got some feedback. And then somebody in our group said, hey. Not our group. It was our group. She oh. said, hey, there's an awesome um, Santa Barbara housing Facebook group. You should go check that out. And I was like, wow, that's great. Another tip. Most cities, majority of places have their own housing Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So you can always get in there and you might hear something back. You might not, but it's worth to kind of get in and be like, hey, I'm looking for a one bedroom or a room or whatever you're looking for for these dates. Does anybody know anything? And a lot of times you'll get some feedback. Some may work, some may not, but whatever. So that's a tip. So we, I was like, cool. So I went into the group and I posted about it. And I got a message from somebody that was like, hey, you should, if you're looking for a place, email this person, this is his name, and it might be a good fit for you guys. I wanted to pass it along. And I was like, damn, this is awesome. So I emailed the guy and and I told him all the needs and he got right back to me and he was like, you know, this, this is what I have available you know, kind of broke it all down and and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. Like, do you have pictures? And he was like, so then he sent over pictures. And then the the girl on Facebook messaged me again. She's like, does this location work for you? It was just kind of like weird. But I was like, "I, I don't know. I'm talking. I did email him. So thank you for that. And, you know, I'm moving forward. So. Well, I always thought too, like, you know, right off the bat, I got my first trigger. Kim said she didn't. But his story was that he was a um, interstate trucker who inherited this entire building and was willing to rent it out for a good cost, for a good price. And yeah. I was just like, I don't know. It just sounds weird to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe that was a hindsight thing, but I can remember my first trigger because we were driving out of New Mexico or Arizona. And I just remember thinking it was night and I was just like, I don't know. It just sounds weird. Yeah. And again, here's the thing too, is that we're talking about Santa Barbara here. Clearly we didn't end up in Santa Barbara. And so, you know, the contract, we weren't a hundred percent. We were just putting feelers out. And I told him that I said, listen, I don't know if the contract is going to be a hundred percent. We're pretty sure we're coming, but we don't know. And so we don't really want to move forward. We just want to get an idea of what's going on, but we really like your place. And it was another red flag is that it was cheap or compared to the area for what we were getting compared to the area. But I was thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe it's his first time renting and he just wants to get somebody in there and he's excited because he just inherited this building, whatever. But it definitely was lower price than a lot of the other places. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was crazy was after Kim made the first 
introduction, he started asking us like, are are we there? Like, are we there yet? Are we okay? So that's a so I told him you know, as the contract is being held up, I'll let you know as the soon. Contract as... hadn't even come through yet. They yeah. hadn't even had approval. Right. Of so the I contract. said we don't know. We're not sure. But as soon as we know, I will let you know. Okay. And so every morning he would email. Did you hear? When are you going to be here? Like super eager. And again, I was like, oh, he's just excited to like rent the place. Right. And, um, and so he was like, when are you coming? Like, if you want this place, you have to put down a deposit, which I understand. Like, that's very, like, that's standard. Of course you have to put down a deposit because it's going to go, especially in a high competitive market. And so I understand that concept. And he's like, you have to put it down in order to reserve the place. And I said, you know, at this point, we thought we were going to be driving out there. And I said, we'll be there Saturday, you know, because we, we didn't feel comfortable doing the, you know, transaction. I We always try to do it in person. And I said, we'll be there Saturday, which was like two days away. Can we come see the place? And if we like it, we'll put down the deposit. We'll move forward right away. And he goes, no, this doesn't work because I'm turning people away. I'm turning people away from this property in good faith that you're going to come. And that's when things got weird. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I wish we could almost read that email. But there was something about, like, we were like, we're not even in California yet. We decided to stop for the night. Like, he was basically so like pushy with like when are you going to be here and and why aren't you here yet and all these kind of like weird things and it was just like dude we're we're on a road trip like we'll get there when we get there like relax right and honestly if if you have people that are there that want the apartment and they're put they're willing to put down the deposit i don't know anybody who would be like, no, sorry, I have random people I've never talked to that say they might come. Why would he hold the apartment for us if he has potential people interested right there? Which on top that of that, flag. he not once asked about Kim and I. Yeah. He didn't ask about a background check. He didn't send over a contract. He, a lot of times, would be like, okay, you guys are interested. I'll send over the contract, fill out the contract, send it back, and then we'll talk about deposit and Get stuff an like application. that. Yeah, and we were also dealing with a couple other houses and people were just like, yeah, like when you get in one, one lady was like, yeah, I have a, a bunch of units available. Um, but I also run a hotel or an inn. She was like, you could just stay here for a couple nights. And then that way I could show you the places. But when you get here, just let me know. It was like very nonchalant. If you want it, you want it. If you're out of time, sorry, they're sold. Exactly. And he was just, he kept like being pushy about it. And then he was saying that, Oh, because I was like, I don't, you know, I didn't know if we were coming or not. And he was like, if you don't like it or you don't come, 100%, I'll give you your refund back, right? And I was Give you your deposit back. Yeah, yeah, you have the deposit back. And I'm still just like, okay, like, again, why, if you have people interested, then just give them the apartment because we're not 100% sure. Another thing is... He was uh, Spanish. Well, I, I, I say that his name was very uh, Spanish. And so I thought maybe it's a language barrier thing because sometimes it can translate with emails and different things. Like we weren't on the phone. He didn't even want to get on the phone. No, he didn't want to get on the Another phone to speak flag. to us. Most people want to talk to you or have some kind of communication. And so I thought maybe it was just like a, a language barrier thing. And then the emails he was sending, I could tell 
they were like different fonts fonts like it looked like it was copy and pasted like it was like a copy and pasted thing but then it would be a different font that he was like writing specifically to our situation of like when you get here, I'll give you your refund or whatever it was like in a different font. So it's like he had just like copied and pasted things. And then when I asked him, I'm like, listen, you know, we're travelers. We know that there's housing scams and stuff out there. You know, this is I, starting to feel a little weird. No, before we even said oh. that, I said, how can I ensure that, you know, this is legit and blah, blah, blah. Just kind of like feeling him out. And he wrote back this whole thing that again was very scripted. Didn't, it, it was very, it didn't sound like even like a human. He was talking about his lawyer and his lawyer has the contract. And he's like, I'll pick you up as soon as you're in town and I'll take you there myself. And it was just weird. Like, again, you can only go off your gut, but I was like, this doesn't even like sound like a person it just sounded odd mm -hmm. and so like we started to be like okay at first we were really excited about it and then we were like this sounds like super super sketchy and then another thing that we said to him after we talked about the whole scam thing and he sent whatever he said um we were like well you know we're not gonna wire you money so we'll use something like a paypal or a zelle that will protect our payment to make the the deposit and he said okay zelle works which we've used zelle before and so we thought okay like if it protects our payment then great which we then found out it doesn't correct zelle <laughs> or is, paypal this is important to know very important if you take anything away from this take away this that zelle and paypal does not protect your payment paypal is a very good protection when you purchase goods um, like for instance, with our business, when we're purchasing these large um, amount of backpacks, if they come defective and then the company like basically tries to pull anything, PayPal being an American company will actually stick up for you and, and back your, um, they'll take on that company and give you your money back, which is nice. But I did read in the small print, PayPal does not protect you for real estate. Or Zelle. Or Zelle. Zelle in general doesn't protect you at all. They say that you better be sure that when you're transferring money, because it's almost like a Venmo, like a person to person kind of thing. Um, and I thought because it was through our bank that it would be protected. And when I read, it says you have to verify that that's the person you're sending the money to, because if you get scammed, we have no protection built into this. Yeah. Which was eye opening. So, yeah, that's a great tip and point because we thought differently, actually. Yeah. And we have used Zelle before. She was a real estate agent. Um, but With a company and an online profile. Yeah. But we thought in general our payment was protected. So learning that, we were like, okay. So all these red flags are going, you know, going off or bells, whatever you mm -hmm. say. And so what did we do to start in, to investigate? So now we're like, okay, something in our guts doesn't feel right. Something, we can't pull the trigger. Something is off to us. Like, let's dig in here. And so... The first thing we did, obviously, Aaron looked into Zelle and to PayPal, and, and we realized, oh, it's not protected. Okay, screw that. And then the other thing is, I went back to the girl who originally messaged me, and I reached out to her, and I sent her a message that said, hey, how do you know, you know, Thomas? How do you know him? And, you know, I had reached out to him, and I just wanted to see how you knew him in your relationship or whatever. I also looked at her profile, and she had been on Facebook since 2017, had 
her profile pic, but no other pictures, no other posts, nothing, nothing. Red flag. Okay, clearly if you're an active user on Facebook and her profile picture was like this young girl, mm-hmm. right? Somebody like me, right? Like young girl, like you you would think there would be some activity on your Facebook page. And she got, she was so quick in her response. Almost like a bot. Yeah, so clearly she has she's on Facebook in some capacity because she's getting right or back to me. Well, it's not her. It's a bot. Right. So then I asked her, you know, how she knew him, whatever. And then her response was so odd. Again, it did not sound human. Just the language was like, I was his tenant and he's great. Something like that. And then she was like, "He's you don't need to worry about a scam he's legit but the way that she said it it like didn't sound normal like it wasn't like a like a me like what you would expect of like hey yeah like we rented from him and he was awesome super like cool guy you know blah 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 like a normal type of a conversation right it was very robotic so that was the other red flag and then aaron was it zillow you I went on. Up? I went on rent or not rent.com. I went on like uh, like the it's, housing realtor.com, realtor.com and Zillow. I went on both just to verify. Typed in the address that he gave us, and come to find out that was actually some small house in Santa Barbara that was actually for sale, and the pictures didn't match what he sent us. So then I was like, okay, that's it. Like, and then Kim, of course, just being her fun loving self was just like well maybe they've split it into apartments and like maybe they they went in because he just inherited the building and they've changed it up you know and like so we were giving him the benefit of the doubt so I said okay I'm just gonna write him an email I'm gonna be very stern and straightforward but professional because if it's not a scam then he's gonna come back and say whatever he's gonna be like no like I understand blah 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 this is why so on and so forth. So I still wanted to save face in case it was good, but also be that very direct to where if he doesn't respond, then you know that he's been caught. Well, and you said we're absolutely not transferring money. Correct. And we will be there on Saturday. We would, if the place is available, we'd love to come see it. If we like it, we can do the contract, do the application, do the deposit that day. If you have somebody else interested, that's okay too. We will not be transferring money. And, um, you know, we hope to hear back from you and can meet up on Saturday. Well, and I even said, like, you know, this is by no means personal. I'm not saying that, like, you're not a trustworthy, like nice guy, but I, we don't know that. And so we're not moving forward in any sort of way. And sure enough, as you can all probably guess, the Mr. Responsive became non-responsive. Yeah. And we haven't heard from him since. Haven't heard from him since, which again, which is so crazy because he was so quick. Just like we would send an email, he got back two seconds later and he was like flooding your inbox. It was like, then Aaron sent that email and it was just crickets. And you know, again, it goes back to listening to your gut. Like, clearly, we're all, you got to be aware. We're all smart. We know when something doesn't feel right. And, you know, you have to listen to that. But then going to that extra level of, like, looking on Zillow, looking on Realtor, like, Googling the address, making sure it actually looks like what the pictures they sent. I mean, that was huge. You're like, this is not the same place Mm -hmm. at all. No, and then also not being scared to stand up for yourself because worst case scenario, that wasn't a scam. He writes me back. We show up 
in Santa Barbara. We shake hands. I say, hey, I'm sorry. We're just looking out for ourselves. We have to do what's right for us. And there's you know, nothing personal. Like, thank you for getting back to me. We're really looking forward to finding your place. You just cannot be scared to stand up for yourself because you're going to be the only one that is going to do that. Right. And if you offend somebody and they don't want to give you the place, well, then it wasn't meant to be anyway. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just crazy because we came really close to sending that deposit because we really wanted the place. And again, we were, it was slim pickings. We were down to the nitty gritty of what our options were. And so we thought this is perfect. We really want to lock it in. And so that sense of urgency caused me really, not Aaron, but like (laughs) me to want to take that jump to be like, let's lock it in. And I'm so glad we listened to our guts. I'm so glad we went that extra mile to really look into everything and really big takeaway, learning that, you know, PayPal and Zelle do not protect you. And we thought that they did. And so as travelers, really, we should not be putting down deposits or sending any kind of money to reserve any housing ahead of time, unless Unless it's like vetted or somebody, you know, you know, you know, somebody referred you or it's obviously an apartment complex, you know, that's completely different. An apartment complex. And again, like the example in San Diego, like this lady sent us a 18 page contract that only would come out of a realtor's office. She had a profile. She was a 15 to 20 year realtor. Her picture was there. Like it all matched up and she was doing it through a company name that was verified online as well yeah so then we're like okay let's do it yeah so things to think about you know definitely things to think about hopefully anyone listening you know go in with your with your guard up you know we're such proponents of finding your own housing because you can really save good money doing so but it is a lot of work there is risk involved and we got to be smart. We got to think about things, you know, like gauging the the person you're talking to, getting on the phone. Like there was another place we had Aaron got on the phone with the landlord and got a feel for it. Like, you know, if somebody doesn't want to talk to you, doesn't want you to s- fill out an application, like there's a, that's, that's a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's also Unless like, it's Airbnb because that's right. different, but that you're secured on Airbnb. Correct. <laughs> Correct. If you show up and there's not a place airbnb is gonna take care of that right? right so it's secure well and also there's another little aspect that i think about is one that dude was so pushy that i started even asking kim is this what you want for a landlord like this sounds a little crazy like when we go to leave like you know what what's his requirements going to be it sounds like he'd be like really pushy about how he wants his place and it was just kind of like all triggering these things of you know that's why I like to basically get on the phone with the landlords too because I like my privacy and I like ease and access of moving in and out and I don't mm-hmm. want anybody like that's like overzealous like on top of us giving us all these orders and making things difficult. Yeah, 100%. Okay. This place. So, Palm Springs. Here's a couple of tips of how we saved money. And for this housing in particular, but also, you know, what you could do all the time, like we said in the beginning of the episode, this also translates to being overseas. We did this at our place in Thailand, not this particular thing, but we just asked questions. You know, we ask questions. We always try to work out some kind of deals. Um, never just take the base rate, right? Mm-hmm. Never. And I'm speaking specifically for, I guess, Airbnb or private owner rentals. Mm -hmm. Okay. This isn't going to apply to apartments or anything like that. Right. Okay. So number one, 
if you have pets, still reach out. Okay, so this place happened to be pet friendly, but the first place we, we we were moving into, it was booked, we were ready to go. The one that our traveler friend told us about was not pet friendly at all. And I reached out to her and I said, you know, we do have uh, a well-behaved, you know, pug and, you know, we'd be willing to put down a pet deposit for her. Are you open to the idea? We have couch covers. Yeah. We, yeah. Are you open to the idea that, you know, we can... You would rent us. And she came back and said, yes, for five more dollars a day for the dog. And I was like, okay, right? So that place didn't end up working out, but it never hurts to ask because a lot of times we just filter out the pet friendly. And sometimes that works and you have a lot of great options. But if you don't, going to the places that say they're not pet friendly and reaching out to them You'll, you can get some hits. We've actually done that quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And they made, you know, quote unquote, an exception because a lot of places don't want to list it as pet friendly because they don't want, you know, just a bunch of animals coming in and out. But they're willing to work with you. Right. So that was number one. And that's where always where I say in almost every housing episode we do, having references for your pet are very helpful. So yeah. anywhere you've stayed that your pet treated it well, get a reference because those help for the non-pet friendly places. The other thing is for this place in particular, it was expensive. So we're in Palm Springs. It's an Airbnb, which Airbnb has just gotten so expensive with their fees and all of that. And and sometimes, you know, we'll see if they want to do a deal like outside of Airbnb where we just pay them sp- like straight up. And Airbnb's got smart with that. Yeah, so it's a whole thing, like with your phone number, email, all that. We didn't do that in this case because we were just like, we just want to, we just want to find something. Like we were in hotels, we were just ready. But I did say, do you offer discounts to healthcare travelers? You know, because especially now, like we're on the front lines with COVID, all of that, like hotels, lots of places are giving discounts to healthcare workers. And he said, yeah, absolutely. And 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 he ended up sending back a special deal. And it was like $1,000 cheaper a yeah. month. Yeah. I mean, that's significant, yeah. right? A month we're talking about. So that was huge. So instead of just booking it and being like, oh, we'll take it, always ask the questions. Hey, or do you offer, and I also said for healthcare workers or for a longer term stay, yes. right? We're not renting for a week. Uh, Airbnb already does a month discount, but like if you're, we're, we're booking for three months. Three and so a half. So you have that yeah. steady, you know, so a lot of places are willing to do that because they like having somebody in there for three months. So always ask good questions and see what you can finagle. And then the last thing is, you know, we talk about this a lot, but a lot of times we find that if you just rent a, an apartment and furnish it yourself, you'll end up saving a lot of money. They tend to be cheaper than Airbnb, even though it is more work, okay, because you have to do everything on your own. And so calling around to different apartment complexes in the area to see if they do offer short-term leases and if they have anything available and kind of going from there and weighing out the options, we did that here. But unfortunately, because it's the high season, nobody was doing a short term. So that didn't work out for us. Here. Yeah. They actually said when I called, they're like, we, we usually do, but we're just not offering them at this time. So then I was like, huh, that's interesting because I've never heard somebody explain it that way that they're just not totally against short term leases. So I thought maybe there was an avenue to kind of talk to them about the fact that I'm starting a contract at Desert and I'll be here three months and it's not anything against them, but I just need a short term place to stay. 
and they were just like, sorry, we're just not offering them. Um, but it didn't hurt to ask. We called like five or six and just found out everybody in the area. And then everybody on the phone, I said, do you know of any short-term leases anywhere around this area? And we got a lot of no's. And so then we're like, okay, back to Airbnb because that's our only choice right now. Yeah. That's a huge takeaway is like always ask like everywhere. Like we checked into the hotel on the first thing. Hey, do you guys know of any short term rentals? Right. Uh, I another reference that we got from a travel friend that she gave us a friend of her old landlord who had a place in Palm Springs. I reached out to that. That didn't work out. But I asked her, hey, do you know anybody who has a short term rental? Right. Mm -hmm. And it always leads somewhere. So like everybody you're coming in contact with, even the apartment complexes. Nope, we don't have anything cool. Do you you know of anybody that does? We even had a lead on um, Furnish Finder that didn't end up working out. Mm -hmm. And then when he said, when he said, no, sorry, my place is rented out. I said, well, do you know? anybody and he was like yeah let me call my buddy he has a place and so i was like awesome come to find out it was a shared place like a weird kind of thing and then he and oh no he had it available come to find out it was a 55 and older community and he said if we could show verification that we were 55 and older and i said if we combine our age we're 55 and older does that work and he said unfortunately no but um so anyway, but I he even referred asked him. us to his friend, and unfortunately that didn't work out. <laughs> but had we had been like a single traveler, that might have worked out. But we like our own place and privacy mm-hmm. and all of that. One quick note on Furnish Finder, and then we'll wrap this up, is that, you know, in our experience, Furnish Finder, we have not had any luck with it. It is, oh, and it sucks because like a lot of people will say they find places, but every single time like we get on there, either we don't hear back from anybody Or it says it's available, but it's not like that place that we called about. Like, it didn't say anything about being booked a 55 and older. Oh, correct. Yeah. And then the other place you put in the dates and it didn't say anything about being booked. And so finally we got a whole, I had to dig through the listing to find who manages the property. And it said a guy's name, but then it. If you go to the website, it went to a management company. So I just emailed the management company and then they were emailing us back with like $33,000 a month rentals. And we were like, I was like, no, is the the property I was inquiring about and we had a call and we had to do all this stuff just to find out that it's not even available. No. And it it said it was. It said available February 16th and they're like, but we have somebody in there at the beginning of March. Yeah. And we're just like... It can be really frustrating, but a tip for Furnish Finder that we found anyways is do the digging to try to find a phone number of the person who's renting or who's, yeah, renting it out or an e- a direct email um, because if you can talk directly to that person, you can get the information you need quickly. And then if it is a management company, try to find the number and call them directly because mm-hmm. I had been waiting to hear back from them and I hadn't heard anything because I emailed them or messaged them through the Furnish Finder, you know, messaging board. And then finally I was like, screw it. Let's figure out how we can get somebody on the phone. Yep. I so, even found a sweet place on Craigslist, remember? And we called and the guy said that somebody had booked it uh, the night before. God, that place was perfect. It was great. Perfect. He even had bikes and everything. Oh. Yeah. You got to move. That's the thing. It's like you do have to move quick, but you got to be smart. And I think that's a, the big takeaway is like, you know, if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Do your research. Trust yourself and know that something will come along. Uh, but don't jump on something if you have any reservations about the place. And don't send money via Zelle or PayPal unless it's to a legit business. Yeah. But I think just to wrap this up too, like actually listening to this story, 
when you're in the moment, you get lost in how much work this really is. And just thinking about that, the, the, the Craigslist, the four or five furnace finder places, the Airbnbs that we actually had booked and then they said they're selling the place and then it's no longer available. And then we thought we had a place, so we stopped looking. And then four or five other Airbnbs that didn't work out. It, we called like 16 or like 10 apartment complexes as well. We walked by the area. We did a lot of work to find this place. But in the end, he came down $1,000 a month. This is one of the cheaper rentals in this area for what we have. We have a two bedroom with a back porch, a parking garage, storage. Uh, there's like six pools in this complex. Close to downtown. Close to, I mean, literally three miles from my hospital in downtown Palm Springs. It's absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And it just took a little bit of work. And it did take some patience. And it did take some talking. And it did take a lot of coffee and a lot of walks. And, you know, a lot of pep talks. Yeah. But it worked. There were definitely moments of feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious, being like, oh my God, what have we done? And we feel that way sometimes. It's just the reality of it. But it always ends up working itself out. Mm -hmm. You know, and it does take some more work and thought. But instead of us just taking corporate housing and spending a shit ton of money, we ended up finding a place. We're going to save a lot of money. And it's perfect. It's perfect. And now, on top of that, when we chose, when I chose against Santa Barbara, which, like Kim said at the beginning, she really wanted to go to, she was having feelings in her gut, which I know after 13 years of being with her that I really need to listen to. And she just kept saying that Palm Springs didn't feel right, didn't feel right, didn't feel right. And then I was trying to weigh in, is it because she really loves Santa Barbara and she wanted to go there? And yes. right before we got onto this podcast, somebody might have a contract oh here gosh. in Palm Springs. Okay, going back to like the power of travel community. Oh, uh, yeah. It's such a small community, a powerful community. And... I, okay, I wasn't planning on taking a contract. I was living my best life. I had just gotten done with my contract in St. Louis. I was like, I'm going to work on all of our Amazon stuff. You go off to work. I'll hold down the fort. I was so excited. Which is exactly what we want because we really want to hit this Amazon business head on and like really knock this out of the park. Right. I want to give all my attention and focus to it and like just enjoy being home, right? Like you got to do it last time. I was excited and we both thought we both weren't going to be working. So the fact that one of us was working was already kind of a big change. And then, so I'm just like minding my own business and living my best life, like counting down the days for Aaron to go to work and I can like be alone <laughs> and enjoy my morning. Yeah. And I get a message, a DM on Instagram. At Kim and Aaron G. At Kim and Aaron G. <laughs> if you want to slide into our DMs. And she, she said, hey, you know, I, her husband was suddenly ill and she was going to take some time off to go and take care of him and she was thinking about getting a traveler but she wasn't really sure and she saw that we were in town because she follows us on Instagram and was like would you be interested in coming and working a contract here and I was like what <laughs> like I almost like deleted it because I'm like yeah. sure I don't want him to see this because I didn't want to go back to work and I said, well, you know, like everything, I'm just going to be open-minded, explore the option. Like if it feels good and it works out, okay. If And if it doesn't, it's okay. I'm not attached to it. I didn't even think I was going to be working. So we started talking back and forth. And it's three twelves. 
It's right up the street. It seems like a pretty good gig. And again, this was like all through the back channel. So I was like, well, let me have my recruiter look into it. Cause like, like, give me the facts here. Like what's the money? What's the contract? Like, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Like, is this a good gig really on paper? And so the next day, within 24 hours, they sent the offer and contract. And which I, is insane. I was like, wait, pump the brakes. I wasn't thinking it was going to happen this fast. And it's a shit ton of money. Yeah. It's ridiculous money. It's crazy. And so I was like, okay, well, here's an opportunity that's presented itself where now both of us are going to be working, which was (laughs) unexpected, but it's a lot of money that we can save. And again, our, our hope is that our, our, no, not our hope, our plan is that, you know, at the end of these contracts in June, the summer, our Amazon store will be up, the backpack will be launched, and the world will continue to be opening up and that we can start traveling. And so it just sets us up for success. And it's just another opportunity to keep moving in the right direction when it comes to like our finances and all of that. And so... (sighs) I just got to say, God bless this travel world. I mean, it's just literally the craziest things ever. And again, we're firm believers on it's this or something better. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I just feel like I was pushing towards Palm Springs because it sounded better. Kim wanted Santa Barbara. We get here. We find a beautiful place. I'm starting a contract that I'm really excited about. And then somebody reaches out on Instagram and says they have a job at a different facility right up the street in which the fact that we found this place, which I'm close enough to ride a bike to work, which then we don't have to rent a car. Kim can have the car and she's working 312s. I'm working 410s. Kim doesn't have call. Like no weekends, no call. Or there could be a weekend. Here and there, yeah. Here and there, but it's 312s. Right. You have four days off a week. I have three days off. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it was It was definitely unexpected, but feels like the right thing to do. So mm-hmm. it's not done yet. We'll keep you posted next week. But with that, hopefully you guys took some housing tips away from this. If you have any questions or if you just want to just connect with us, definitely follow along at Kim and Aaron G on Instagram. That's where we hang out. And yeah, I'd like to hear if you guys have ever had a housing scam possible. Like reach out to us. Let us know your situation. Easiest way to communicate, like Kim said, is Kim and Aaron, K-I-M-A-N-D-E-R-R-A-N-G on Instagram and that's where we hang out the most so we'd love to hear your stories Um, if you got any value from this or you know a traveler out there that is struggling with housing uh, please share this out with them and make sure to go to Apple uh, Podcasts and subscribe to this show and that is leave us a review that's a lot of things to do do all of the things do them all (laughs) all right we will see you next Tuesday have a great week Bye. bye bye